Hello, 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 hello. Hey there. It's your man's Denzel. And Chet. And we're here with Real Nerd Hours, episode 35. Although we only started counting the numbers recently, so it doesn't really matter what number episode it is. Yeah, you know, but we're here for posterity purposes. Except if it's one of the early episodes, you probably shouldn't listen to those. Yeah, it, I kind of feel bad when people are like, oh yeah, I just started listening to your podcast. I like the first episode. I'm like, man, don't don't start with the first episode. No. It starts getting better around, what, episode 16 or something like that? Something like that. We, we start getting into a groove. I think like once we start bringing in Eric and beyond that, yeah. even on the episodes when he's not around, just we, just, we got better at it. Yeah. It yeah. takes time. It takes practice. It does. And for some people, it takes a lot more practice than others. Starting a podcast is far more complicated than I thought it would be. Yeah, there's a lot to it on every end. I'm sure this is true with any sort of content creator, you know, YouTube, Twitch, whatever. You kind of can't ever get away from it. Like, you have to be always on if you want to grow. Yes. Like, you can't just say, all right, you know what, I'm not feeling it today, and then just unplug for a week. Because then all your fans are like, what the fuck is going on? Where is he at? (laughs) Yeah. Even with late episodes, I've noticed that it gets us less listens. I mean, that's because it goes from Friday to Thursday. Oh, but sure. overall, with the exception of one episode, it's it's an anomaly. The, the episode that I titled, What a Regular Episode, uh, got way more listens than any of our other episodes surrounding it. Huh. It was really strange. Yeah, well, and I didn't even advertise that episode. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I I did some Facebook. All right. Anyway, first, before I get into that, um, this is Real Nerd Hours, a podcast ostensibly about nerd shit, anime, movies, anime, music, anime, video games, anime, life. And anime is life. Nah, if anime is life, <laughs> then please kill me now. I want to I see what the sweet embrace of death is has for me yeah we're, we're canceling this season we out yes yes please all right okay. so chat yes um before we get into my tech related stuff let's talk about what we watched over the weekend let's let's discuss this let's, so let's talk about this thing as many of you are aware the death note movie came out yep netflix produced american made set in seattle Death Note. Yep. And there's been a lot of hullabaloo online regarding the quality of the movie. Yeah, with with reason. I mean, we'll get into that in a sec. But essentially, for those of you who are unaware, Death Note is about a young lad who finds a notebook and is compelled by a demon to write names into it to kill people. And in the anime and in the movie, that holds true, as well as the fact that he's writing the names of bad people in the book. Yeah, he's taking out the most heinous of criminals that he sees popping up on TV and in the news. And he's doing this to create what he considers a more just society. You know, if you if you knock out all the scary criminals, everyone's going to be afraid to commit any crime. But then the police see this and they're like, this is still murder. You can't just kill people. And then he gets Super Cop going after him. Yes. 
And this is one of the biggest problems that I have with Death Note as a whole. And it's more so a problem that I have with anime as a whole. It's like, why why is everybody so fucking young? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I get that Light is in high school. That makes sense. He's a a kid who makes choices. And those choices affect the world in certain ways. But why is the super cop, the super detective, I... AKA Sherlock Holmes on the case. Like, why is he a 15, 16 year old guy? Yeah. You know, it's kind of unclear how old he is, but it's definitely, he's definitely young. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's got the two little detectives that he takes around with him in the anime. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't get to that part in the anime. I started watching the anime after watching the movie Mm -hmm. just so I, so I have a bit more to compare to and I haven't gotten to the part where he gets his, his sidekicks yet, but yeah yeah there's definitely a difference in tone between the two movie between the movie and the anime yes now people are making it out to be like the worst movie on the planet i'm seeing a lot of comparisons to dragon ball evolution and avatar and that is just not fair that's not true at all it just is not (sighs) like i don't remember if how recent i don't know how recently these people have seen dragon ball evolution but that movie was fucking bad yeah i mean even let's say let's say it wasn't even based on anything if you were to put that movie out today it would just be a terrible fucking movie yeah just to start and same with avatar yeah and as adaptations, they're also very untrue to the source material. I mean, Goku was a, also a high schooler. Bulma was... I, I don't even know what to describe Bulma as. Roshi was kind of cool. He had too much hair, but... Hold on. Wasn't Bulma like some sort of assassin or something like that? I don't remember, but she was way too competent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can <laughs> say on <laughs> Either way. Yeah. So... Death Note is a fine movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great. It is certainly not, like, Oscar-worthy or... It's not even go-to-the-movies worthy. But as a throw-it-on, grab-some-popcorn Netflix thing, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. There and, was something... God. And I, I think people are being really harsh on it because they want it to be. Like, if you wanted to hate this movie, yeah, you're going to hate the movie. But it's not it's not worth that much anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely not. It's I think this is maybe a phenomenon involving only anime fans. Yeah. Because it's like you the source material is culturally specific in a weird way for like Japanese audiences, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, at least in a lot of cases there's humor in there that's tailored towards people who basically find japanese humor funny right and not to say that japanese humor is completely foreign but um 
<laughs> oh baby uh but it's it's different from like english humor which is typically very dry right or american humor which is kind of shitty it's like <laughs> blue jokes blue is it they're blue jokes right like shit jokes is fart that, jokes is that what they're called i i think so i've never heard this term but we're gonna go with it yeah when somebody's working blue yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shit jokes, fart jokes, physical humor. Yeah, slapstick. That's slapstick. a like pretty American phenomenon in terms of comedy. Yeah. Slapstick. So it's kind of just like it, it, there are things that don't translate over. And I bring humor up because that's the easiest thing to point out. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there's much humor in this or the anime. But there are differences. There, there are definitely. definitely times I laughed in the Death Note movie. I don't know if it was intentional, but I definitely laughed. I can tell you for a fact that no, it's not intentional at all. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and cape for the movie because it's really not all that good. Right. But I just want to be fair to it because it's certainly not as bad as people are making it out to be. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Like, I feel like I'm sitting here as the Death Note defense force, but only because it's just not worth hating on as much as people are. Like, it's not a great movie by any stretch. It's just not as bad. Yeah. And it's an easy target because it just recently came out. People are, like, running their mouths or whatever. Yeah. But in all honesty... I don't think this is. I have ever seen this with any other adaptation. Of course, there are people who shit on Uwe Boll movies, sure, because he's just a terrible director, <laughs> yeah. and he takes all those properties and he generally fucks them up. But there's also something like Assassin's Creed, where you didn't see Assassin's Creed's audience getting up in arms when this movie was going to get made or being super pissy about it. Yeah, that's true. I feel like game audiences tend to be a little bit more accepting of their bad adaptations because we have very, very low expectations in the first place. Whereas anime fans have fewer Western adaptations to work with in the first place. So when it happens, they're like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. No, this is terrible. It's not exactly what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't, that's that's the weirdest part to me. Like, what exactly are the are you expecting? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I think people forget that they only have like an hour and a half to 2 hours to tell a story that was told over two seasons. Yeah. Sometimes longer. Yeah. Like yeah, it's gonna move differently than you want it to. Yeah, it's gonna be less nuanced. They have less time for this. Like, come on now. To be, re- be reasonable. Yeah. Nobody, there's, I don't know. Maybe this is like a recent thing because of Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like there's a lot of nuance in the world. When people say <laughs> shit, like, when they get in there in 140 characters, there's, there's a principle that I learned from some guy who streams. And it's called the principle of charitability. And I think this is what judges use to exercise, like law Mm -hmm. so basically what it is is you give somebody the benefit of the doubt and you help them build their argument as strong as it possibly can be Mm. so then you can attack that argument versus 
attacking whatever they say in 140 characters. That's a great way to debate in the most honorable way. Yeah. Like, I am definitely the kind of person who will nitpick any little thing you say. And it's like, see, you can't even get a sentence out, you little shit. You want to come at me? (laughs) Oh, shit. And the reason why I bring that up is because with 140 characters, people just tend to take you at face value. Yeah. I, I, there is definitely a lot of times when someone's being highly sarcastic and, you know, if you have any idea of what's going on, of course you're taking that as sarcasm and it's humor, but someone will take that at a hundred percent face value totally seriously. And now they start attacking you as if you meant that like, dude, chill. I was joking. (laughs) One of the things that comes to mind that happened relatively recently was the fact that I had posted the picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, Weathers. uh, in predator yeah. and they were doing the like Your hard son style. of a bitch exactly <laughs> i posted that on twitter and i said name a more iconic duo i'll wait and this is when this meme was popping okay yeah and there were people who got in my mentions like genuinely like <laughs> debating me on this and it was just kind of like dog like i don't know that you hang out on twitter all that often because you don't recognize the meme right this is a meme dog this isn't this isn't anything serious what's funny is that meme started because someone made a serious post about that in the first place but yes yeah but i mean that's how satire works so oh yeah that's just just keep up on the internet just yeah and if you're gonna go at something or somebody over their opinion it's best to kind of just clarify what they what they mean right and that's that's what i did over the weekend i had posted some shit and this guy got my mentions it had to do with like Nazis and, yeah, and of course uh, white nationalists and supremacists or whatever. And I kept trying to ask him like, so are you this? Are you this? And he was just like, I can't have you accusing me of being these things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm asking you. <laughs> I'm li- I, straight is- up asking you. If you say no, that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's not like I'm going to ask and be like, I don't believe you. I don't. I don't believe the the thing that I solicited you solicited you for that, like that, this, yeah. and that's kind of the problem that I have as a whole with like anime fans. It's the it's kind of like the worst parts of the internet boiled down because you know there are a lot of socially awkward people in the community and all that. Yeah, and it kind of is difficult for them to get a grip, so to speak, mm. and. Sometimes they just believe dumb shit. They say dumb shit. And it's just... There's no convincing them of otherwise with their opinions. Yeah, I mean... This movie's gonna be shit. I already know it. It's like, how about you just give it a chance? Yeah, and you'll see that with just about anything, too. Like, I've seen that a lot with Marvel Infinite. You know, I've... Obviously, I'm, I'm very invested in this, so I've been keeping an eye on, you know, on the polls. And when it was first shown, you know, it did look pretty rough. So people were, were all pissed off. And then, of course, Dragon Ball Fighter Z was also announced. Everyone was like, oh, this is going to be so much better than Marvel. But once they started showing more gameplay and, like, actually updating the graphics and things like that, people started coming around. 
but there are still a lot of people that are like, this game was shit from day one. It's just more shit from Crapcom. And, you know, like, yeah, the people who, who will never be convinced, but they're the ones that are out here yelling about, oh, this thing sucks. Whereas you have people with more moderate and measured responses generally won't be out here yelling about it. Because they have nothing to yell about. They're just gonna <laughs> they're just gonna take it as it comes. They really don't even care all that much. Yeah. They really don't. That's man, those are the type of people that I need to get to know. Right. People who just maybe maybe that's why I don't know if he still listens. That's that's the guy that runs MagWest. Oh. That listened to one episode and was like, man, that dude is jaded as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, is that, that's probably why I come across as jaded because I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, this is the funniest part is like, when I say I don't give a fuck, like, I genuinely mean it. Yeah. A lot of people say, no, I don't care. Yeah. Watch me tweet about how much I don't care. <laughs> I will yell it upon a mountaintop that I don't care. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a combination of me being lazy and me not caring. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I can give you a list of all the things I don't care about, but I don't care enough to do that. <laughs> Right. And this is this is why I'm all for giving things a chance. Right. Because it might surprise you if I had turned on that movie and I was like blown the fuck away. I would be I would I would be surprised. Yeah. I I wasn't expecting it to because not many movies I watch are surprising. They're average. They paint by number. Like one of the movies actually um, what happened to Monday. Mm. uh, I O Netrunner hit me up on Twitter and said that he enjoyed it. He was like actually surprised by it. And that was one of the movies that actually surprised me because I picked it at random and I was just like, yo, fucking Numi Rapace is cool. Willem Dafoe is in this fucker. So let's let's fucking watch it. Yeah. You just gotta go into things with an open mind. I mean that's that's hard for a lot of people to do. Is it though? I mean it shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't that's something I don't understand. Like, oh, I'm gonna go in expecting this to be trash. Like, then why spend your time on it? Right. If you if you watch something wanting to hate it, you're going to hate it. Just skip it. But I guess I guess you can also say that the, if they're looking for a reason to hate it, now they can actually place something like something specific to hate. Yeah. Instead of just oh I I just don't want to see it, like then yeah I don't know people are stupid. One of the things that I like to practice is that if I'm gonna go out of my way to talk shit about something, then I want to for sure have knowledge of that something. Yeah, and I there are many people who I've called out for doing that where they'll be like oh yeah this is why Naruto is bad. I'm like but you didn't watch it. And he's like yeah but I've seen enough. I'm like no it changes. It's a very long series. You can hate these 20 episodes and be totally cool with these other like stop stop it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So and that's another reason why I don't like over a sustained period talk mad shit about something unless if i'm like fucking memeing or something yeah and it's not if it's something like one piece right Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever mentioned one piece on the show but i don't fucking like that show at all people cry too much there's a lot of crying it's like dog just fucking stop being huge pussies go do something cool and there are like 800 episodes and most of the episodes that i've seen i've seen about 90 or so Jeez. 
they're more than fucking me. bad. Yeah, the show, I cannot... I can't watch One Piece. I'm reading it. I'm caught up with it. Actually, I think I'm a week behind, but whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm caught up with the, with the manga because it moves at a specific pace. The art is a little weird. I can't say I really like his art style, but it's, it's good enough. You know, it's not bad. And the story is interesting. The characters are interesting. The show moves at a snail's pace. And the quality is low and the voices are weird. I can't do the show at all. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. Grats to you for getting through ninety. Yeah, it was it was around the first when it first dropped back in the day. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I chewed it up. I was into really shitty anime at the time. <laughs> I was a big fan of Bleach. Yeah, Bleach, man, Bleach could have been real fucking cool. Yeah, it really could have, and then it was terrible. Yeah, and yep. I I read all of it, <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you. Every week was just me yelling at everyone else who was caught up with the with the manga, just like, "Wow, this is really bad." And they're like, "Yeah, this sucks." All right, see you next week. <laughs> oh, jeez, no good. Anyway, yeah, going back to Death Note in the movie. Yes, would you recommend this? If you're, if you had any interest in it, yeah, just watch it. If you had zero interest in the show, zero interest in the anime, then skip it. You know, I. I think it's really one of those things where if you want to hate it, don't watch it. But if you have even a passing interest, just check it out. It's an hour and a half long. It's really not much of a commitment. It's a nice little popcorn movie. Yeah, the movie's all right. Yeah, I would recommend it as well. Like if you've got, let's say, two monitors on your computer (laughs) and you can do something else while it's playing. Yeah, just throw it on the other screen. Exactly. There are definitely things worth seeing in it. Yeah. Uh, there's some. I was about to say beautiful cinematography, but there's, there's like a couple of shots that I would qualify as beautiful. A few, a few of the shots in the movie are really great. Like there's this one part where this guy is walking through an abandoned house. Yeah, I thought a lot of those shots were really good. Yeah, um, there's like weird gore in it at certain parts. Oh yeah, there's like grindhouse level gore. Like yeah. just very specific. It's not a very gory movie, but the gore scenes are super cheesy and it's beautiful yeah very odd stuff there's also a set of titties in there yeah i didn't notice that my first watch (laughs) it's really quick but yeah there's some titties yeah there's real real weird choices all around in that movie i don't yeah do they do a lot of swearing in it they do okay not it's weird It, it comes in waves where like no one will curse for like 20 minutes and then there will be like 10 fucks in a minute and then nothing. Yeah, the dialogue is kind of shitty in that movie. The dialogue is not great. The acting, I think the acting is fine I'm, from like Lakeith Stanfield who plays L. Yes. He's good in it. I feel like there are a few scenes where the dude who plays Light is okay. Like yeah, he's fine. He he overacts in some scenes. I feel like Light in particular is poorly either poorly written or poorly directed. Or maybe poorly acted. It's one of those three. It's kind of hard to tell. Because like when when Ryuk first shows up and he's just fucking screaming. <laughs> that was, <laughs> oh, shit. That was super goofy. That was super yeah. goofy. Yeah, that was that was a little rough. So, But I don't know whose choice that was. 
Like yeah. if that was like if he played it a little cooler and the director's like, nah, scream more. Turn it up to eleven. Yeah. And then how he went from screaming to being absolutely fine. Yeah. That was really strange as well. So so there's things like that, but you know, it's hard to tell whose fault that is. Yeah. My guess, if I had to guess, and this is a guess based on no education at all. My guess is that he's like a stage actor mm. because like he's not emoting in some of those scenes. So if he's a stage actor, my guess is he is used to like over emoting mm. and the director told him to bring it down. But when given the opportunity to scream, <laughs> he just said, all right, I'm a while out. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a have some fun with this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, could be something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, that's that's just a guess. Yeah, that's a bad possible. guess, probably. Who knows? <laughs> I know nothing about Nat Wolf. Oh, is that his name? Yeah, Nat Wolf. Nat Wolf. I don't know the girl who played Mia. I don't know her name. Yeah, she she was genuinely bad. Yeah, she was not good. Yeah, but that's okay. You know, it's it's fine as a movie. There were good parts to it. There were bad parts to it. You know, yeah, just, and Willem Dafoe's not in a bunch of it. He's in. Yeah. He's in some parts. But. Yeah, he doesn't play a huge role. I mean, he's he's there, but he's not like. I think he's. I think Ryuk is more of a character in the anime, at least out of what I've seen. But yeah, yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, he's just like he's basically used by L to get things done. Mm-hmm. So if he needs like, okay, I need you to set this up. And he's more oblivious in the anime, mm. and he's just along for the ride. Whereas in the movie, he's kind of he's in kinda, there. Yeah, he's he's more involved, and he's kind of more like the a genie, where he's just trying to fuck everything up. Like you can ask him to do something, but he's going to do it in the worst way. Yeah, like kind of like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, there was something I wanted to talk on regarding this movie that. Again, I feel like people are just being hard on it, and that's the whitewashing issue. So I just wanted to be clear. When when you take a real-life person and have them played by someone of a different ethnicity, that's whitewashing. When you take Mickey Rooney and have him play an Asian man, that's yellow-facing. That's probably even worse. But... Yeah. <laughs> yep. But... That's that's whitewashing. That's taking real struggles of people and, you know, completely removing this. This movie, I think, Americanized it. I wouldn't say it whitewashed the yes. the series. So, you know, Death Note itself, the anime, is set in Tokyo and therefore all of the cast is Japanese. That's that's it. There's there's implication that L is Japanese, but they don't outright say it. They don't really outright say anyone's Japanese. They're just all in Japan. Yeah, and let's be real. L looks like a white dude. Yeah. Mia looks like a white woman. Right. And what's his name? L just looks like a fucking kid with Asperger's who sat in a basement for too long. Yeah. So, you know, but it's, it's assumed that they're all Japanese. They're in Japan. Makes sense. But the movie takes place in seattle so you have not like yagami you have like turner so they didn't take this japanese character they just kind of 
stole it, which, you know, I could see why some people would be a little upset by it, but just let it go. It's not like there were no Asian actors in the, in the whole show or in the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. It's really, that kind of shit is really annoying because I, I know, I, I definitely know I've said this before, but it doesn't matter like the race nine times out of ten really doesn't fucking matter. Right. There's only a few times when it actually affects the character or if it's a real person. Yes. If it's a real person, you'll be respectful to their heritage. And if it's a character where their race matters, take that into account. You know, I'm also not saying don't cast any Asians if you're adapting an anime. No, you might as well. Yes. But yeah, I mean, if you're ideally, if you're working on something, you want to make sure that the cast is well-rounded enough to make it seem like it's diverse. Right. But you don't actually want it to be incredibly diverse. Like, you don't want somebody from India, somebody from Africa, somebody from England, somebody from China, someone from Japan. Right. Because, believe it or not, you racist fucks, people from China and Japan look different. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you don't want somebody from Thailand or the Philippines. And then you you don't want somebody from Mexico, from Honduras. You don't want basically the diversity the, club. Exactly. You don't want like a wide spectrum of people because then it kind of just becomes distracting yeah. to a certain degree. And like that sounds fucked up for me to say, considering that diversity is not inherently a bad thing. But I feel like it just gets really, really weird after a certain point. You like can't if force it. If it's based in say, Seattle, you're not going to tell me that fucking every every single person who lives in Seattle is of a different race. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like you, You're not going to convince me of that. You're not going to convince me that in New York, every single person that shows up at this person's house party is of a different race. That's not how it works. That's not how real life works. Right. You generally will see social circles are going to be, you know, you have five Asians and two white guys. Okay. That's cool. And like, that's just how it ends up running. Yeah, exactly. You know, have some diversity, but don't force it. And they had, they had good diversity in the show, like, or in the movie, you know, you three white main characters, one black, one Asian. That's really the main cast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that is. Yeah, that is, yeah. I have to think about it for a second. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's really all the important roles. But I mean, in even in the background scenes, you'd see Latinos, you'd see other Asians, other black people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm fucking a it's not like imagine what i'm getting at essentially is like taking the cast of friends and making them all different races yeah one of each race yes yeah like don't do that that's stupid it's 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 unrealistic very i mean it happens there there are ways that you could make it realistic but it's like dog how many episodes of friends are you gonna have where people are confusing the types of food people are making and saying oh i don't want my house set smelling like turmeric yeah. or star anise yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like there's there's a certain there's a certain amount of diversity that's like the perfect amount there's too much of a good thing you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah so you don't don't fuck it up don't be stupid so i wanted to talk about something briefly that i did with one of our episodes it was specifically the cringe cup episode Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you know this but i bought a facebook ad 
All right. And I wanted to talk about the efficacy of it real quick. Okay. Um, so in total, I spent $16. And for that $16, it was viewed, the ad itself was viewed um, 7,000 times. All right. So that's a lot of eyes. Yeah. And of those 7,000 people, uh, 12 came to the page. Okay. And then of those 12 people, two of them clicked the link. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So we got a few listeners actually from the ad, two okay. listeners from the sure. ad. So shout outs to you if you saw the ad on Facebook and decided to listen. We appreciate you. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, we, we, it was it was an interesting experience because apparently if you have too many words in it, even our logo for our podcast has too many words in it. Yeah. And it was taken down halfway through the campaign. Interesting. Yeah. So it's you, it's just got to be a photo of people doing things or something. Huh. Yeah. It's really strange. I don't know exactly what the guidelines are because there's... There are a lot of problems. And also, as a side note, after I'm going to be editing this later, and if you guys hear music in the background, that's our downstairs neighbor playing tunes. He's like practicing DJing or something. Yep. And it's fucking loud. Yeah, I can feel my chair moving from him like rumbling the floor. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Fuck. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, I would, I, you know, it's really strange because I don't think I would under normal circumstances i don't think i would recommend it like if you're not out promoting a specific thing but our cringe cup episode was uh one of our best episodes easily. I, I would definitely say so yeah so we promoted that and it got some good results hey. so if you have like a standout product or something like if let's say Waterboy, for instance he just put his album out on spotify if you're looking to listen to some music. Hey. Check out Waterboy's album, My Body, Spa- The Space Station. It's available out on um, Spotify now. You should check it out. Yeah. It's a, it's a good listen. It's yeah. A- and just for clarity, Waterboy is the guy who did our intro. So definitely, like, let's say Kirby's Dream Band, for instance, if they want to promote their new album, The Pink Tape. Mm-hmm. I would say buy an ad on Facebook. Yeah, you know, seven thousand eyes for sixteen dollars is definitely not. That is not a bad rate. No, not at all. Granted, I mean the click through rate was pretty low, but that's kind of to be expected. Yeah, there's there wasn't. It was just the logo of the show. It wasn't anybody doing anything interesting. Right. There wasn't a, a picture of tits. Yeah, exactly. That's really what counts. There's yeah. not a picture of tits. So. We're not going to get the click through we're looking for. No, it's okay. I, we'll we'll get Nikki on there <laughs> if she's down. Shit. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's really all I wanted to report involving that. Yeah. It cool. was. It was. I think it was worth it for sixteen bucks. Yeah. Uh, the best part about it is you can cap it where you want the campaign to end. Mm. Like, let's say it reaches X amount of people, so you only want to spend fifteen dollars. If you only want to spend $15, it's going to do $15 worth of work for you. Mm. And it's going to get a lot of eyes on it. But it's the click-through that you have to worry about. And don't put any words in your fucking thing. Don't. Yeah, that's don't, good to know. Yeah, don't do that. That's a bad idea. 
Right. Like even if you wanted to put up a promo image of Infinite Combo, I would say don't put any words in it. Just <laughs> take a picture of you guys playing on stage and make sure it looks really good. Yeah. Put some fucking sick graphics in it. Yeah. Yeah. Get a hot girl in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, that's all that matters. Ultimately, get a hot girl. That's that's all that ever matters. All right. Uh, let's get into questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can submit a question on our weekly question and comments thread, and we'll probably read it on the show. Yeah. We don't read the comments. We read the questions mainly because if you want to read the comments, you need to go to the subreddit. Make sure you subscribe while you're there yeah. and then engage in conversation with your fellow listeners. Yeah. So the first question comes from IO Netrunner wants to know, what do you guys think of the living card game format? Whenever an expansion comes out, they put the max copies of all the new cards in one pack. No buying booster after booster hoping to get that one card that's actually useful. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting concept that I had never heard of until this question. But yeah, straight up, you just pay instead of, you know, $5 per booster, $4 per booster. You just get, I don't know how much these things cost, but you just get a pack that's all of the new cards and it's all you will ever need from the new set, which is a very, it's a noble concept. Like Magic makes their money, Yu-Gi-Oh make their money because people buy packs if you just give out the set like that yeah it'll cost more for you know just upfront cost but when jace vrin's prodigy comes out and people don't realize how good it is at first and then three months later that card that one card is 70 dollars well then magic origins now those boosters just got a huge jump in sales and now there's more demand for that product and so it drives the economy in a different way for for the company so i think it's a cool concept but i have a feeling that nobody's going to adopt that system especially if they're already coming from you know traditional boosters because there's just less money to be had with it that's fair i think I don't play a lot of trading card games or CCGs or collectible card games or trading card games. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Whatever they're called. I don't play a lot of them. I actually recently started playing Hearthstone. Oh, yeah? I enjoy it, but it's playing against their AI. Mm. It's way too RNG heavy. No, oh, dude. Way Always. too. It's way too RNG heavy. Because even... And that's probably indicative of my skill with the game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I can't build a deck to save my life. So, essentially, I have to rely on a certain amount of cards. Or, if I get really fucking lucky, what ends up happening is the person, the AI that I'm playing against, is just drawing duds. Yeah. Completely over and over. And it's like, no, this is not what I want. I don't want to stomp somebody. I want to get better at the game. But... 
wait, I can't actually play online until I unlock X amount or I do X amount of stuff. Yep. I have to beat all these fucking champions before I can actually go do this thing. And that leads me to do things like cheese the the deck that I'm building. Right. I mean, cheese strats are legit, you know? <laughs> like, I... One of the biggest complaints that people have about Hearthstone is the amount of RNG that is inherent with the game. Like, when you have cards like Babbling Book, which just gives you a random spell, well, that one spell could just turn the entire game around in one turn, which happened at BlizzCon last year. Like, yeah, things happen, and... Magic tries to limit RNG. Like, obviously, card drawing in itself is random. So that's always going to be a part of the game. But they don't do, like, oh, target or random creature that your opponent controls. They kind of limit those stuff. Hearthstone thrives on that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, generate a random spell. Take a random card for your opponent's deck. You know, just hit three enemies with random bolts for right. damage. It's like, fuck, dude. No, yep. I just, I I don't really appreciate the amount of RNG. A lot of people have issue with it. Yeah. So I don't think I'll continue to play it. Yep. It was a fun experience up front, and I'm glad I didn't spend any money on it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I don't like it. I don't, I mean, I do like it, but I don't, you know what I mean? I, I understand completely. And high level play is probably something that would make me want to kill myself. Oh dude, high level play is ridiculous. Cause you know, because everyone plays the same general decks, like there's at a, at any given moment, there's only gonna be five or six top tier competitive decks, you know? I mean, generally there's one for each class, but only, and, f- only a few of those classes will actually be legit. And it'll be mostly neutral cards that people are playing. Yeah, if if a deck, if a class is particularly weak in one patch or like with one set, yeah, you're going to see a lot more neutral cards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so because everyone knows what everyone else is trying to do, it completely changes the metagame in that. So yeah, there's there's it becomes a different sort of game, but it's it's ever so much more tedious. Yes, yes, so, it is. Yeah, I, I kind of like low level card games because you'll get people doing dumb shit. Sometimes it works really well too, but it's it's still dumb shit. Yeah, it certainly is. Oh, uh, chronophasia. Uh, points out that Eric or asks Eric if he's going to mag West or Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric's going to be at both. Yep. You guys should go peep his band, Kirby's Dream Band, and yeah. I don't know if he's going to be there with anybody else. Uh, I don't know about Mag Fest. Mag West just passed this last weekend and he oh. did play. Uh, yeah, I am going to attempt to make Mag Fest the East Coast one. I'm going to attempt to make that, but no promises yet. That's at the start of next year. I've got a lot of friends going. And it, uh, yeah, it's right up my alley. Yeah, I really want to go. I really want to go. I'm looking for a new convention. I hate anime conventions now. <laughs> or rather, I don't hate them. I just don't want to go to them anymore. I understand. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Secret Norseman comes through with the triple decker. Uh, first question is 
which video game has given you the most complete and satisfying gaming experience? Personally, I'd say GTA San Andreas is my personal favorite game of all times. The story was good, the gameplay was good, the missions were mostly good, and when I needed a break, I could just spend half an hour chilling and cruising in the car, listening to a variety of music on the different radio stations. Uh, the second one is, do you know if there are any more GTA games coming soon? If so, do you think it would be worth spending 300 on a new console just for that game? And number three is, how long do you think the top consoles will be around? Oh, how long do you think the top consoles will be on the market before something new and better arrives? I need justification for getting a new console. All right. So the first question was, which video game has given you the most complete and satisfying gaming experience? This man likes his GTA. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, it's got to be Marvel versus Capcom 3. You know, it's no secret that I've played this game in a bunch of tournaments and I've spent a lot of time on it and I've gone to a lot of places met a lot of people because of that game so I I have to give it to Marvel 3 I also made quite a bit of money off of it <laughs> nice also lost a lot of money off of it so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say it's either going to be Red Dead Redemption GTA 5 or Civ 5. Mm -hmm. Civ 5. That's, that's a fun one. Yeah, uh, that's one of my favorites. But the issue that I have with it, of course, is that I can't play it too often. Yeah. Because I will just sit and play it for the entire day if I yep. do. It, <laughs> it gets really fucking bad. So I try not to play it super often. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No. It's not a casual, oh, let me pick it up and, you know, just a couple turns. That's <laughs> how it starts. Yeah. Just one more turn. One more turn. One more turn. Uh, one just more a turn, little one bump more of turn, coke. One more turn. One more turn. One more turn. And that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know if there are any more GTA games coming soon? I don't think they've announced anything. No. I think the next one is Red Dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the next big Rockstar game. Yeah, so. they announced it recently, so I don't I don't imagine that they don't ever release two games at once, right? They'll work on games simultaneously, but definitely not release big games simultaneously cuz Rockstar is a pretty small studio. Like they have multiple locations, but it's not like say Capcom or, you know, even Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how long do you think the top consoles will be on the market before something new and better arrives? Depends on how well these new ones sell, the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro. If those sell all right, I'd imagine that they'll be around for some time. And then in probably about five years or so, uh, they will release a brand new iteration. But before then, they'll probably have an upgraded or slimmer version of the One X or Pro. Right. I have a feeling these ones are going to stick around a little bit longer than we've seen in the past. Mostly because when going from, say, NES to SNES, it was real easy to quadruple the resolution. You know, when you're going from 8-bit to 16-bit, there's quite a big jump, but not. it doesn't require as much. But going from making the leap into 4K will be... a pretty big endeavor 
And by the time consoles catch up to that, I don't think 4K is even really going to be the top dog. We're going to be looking at 6K TVs and, you know, more 10K cameras, things like that. Like, I've already worked with footage that's at 8K resolution, and nothing can handle that. Nothing. It's I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant <laughs> All here. Right. So when I was working in the film industry for a while, the biggest problem that we would have is people wouldn't send us 4K footage. They would send us 8K footage. Yeah. And it's just like, how the fuck do you expect any single one of the computers that we have available to us to run this? I bet you don't have anything in your studio that can run this. It's fucking... The computer that you would need to run that shit is... It, it just isn't built or you can build it but it's like a fucking four processor monster right. because nuke is a piece of shit adobe after effects and premiere are pieces of shit final cut pro is a piece of shit and avid is certainly a piece of shit <laughs> You don't have software that's built to handle that kind of shit. The amount of resources alone that it takes and the amount of data that you need. Oh, Jesus Christ. And of course, when you're dealing with editing this footage and dealing with effects, you're not dealing with one layer of 8K footage. You're dealing with like 12. Exactly. Exactly. It's never simple. Yeah. And of course, 3D rendering on top of that is even more processor heavy so we need processing and display technologies to catch up first before we can really think about increasing resolutions any farther so i have a feeling these these consoles are going to stick around for a bit so kokenon asks so kokenon says i'm just going to put my question up front and then some comments what is your shot of choice and do you have any drinking songs that you like I suggest you check out mini beer shots and use this to get you pumped for your next power hour. And then he provides a link. And then he provides a link to Power Hour by Freddie Wong. And, uh, yeah, no. uh, I don't need to get hyped up to drink. Nope. Just, we're, we're good, right? You know what gets me excited for drinking? The sight of drinking. Yes. Yes. Same. Yeah. Just the the thought of that delicious, that cool, delicious beverage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as for my preferred shot, I I, I like tequila when it comes to shots. Uh, Close second to that is rum. And everything else is pretty far below that. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't done shots in a while. I like a pickleback. Oh, picklebacks are fun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's just gross. But I will do it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, like I said, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, what else is there? What I do like a nice, like, sweet rum. Mm-hmm. I don't like barrel-aged anything because it tastes too much like wood. Yeah. Um, I will do shots of whiskey, no problem. But I don't like it. Yeah, you know, I used to really be able to do whiskey shots no problem and now i'm like the i'm just tired of it i can take whiskey in drinks better than i used to but doing shots of it oh it's really strong like it tastes strong whereas tequila i feel like i'm just so used to it that it doesn't matter now (laughs) yeah the good tequila like really good high price tequila isn't gonna taste like you're fucking swallowing pepper either yeah I know a lot of people who, who really fuck with Patron Heavy, and yeah, Patron's all right, but it's not worth the hype that it gets. No, definitely there's, not. It's just expensive. There's one 
there's one brand that I really like, but you can't find it anymore. It's called Two Fingers. And apparently that was the go-to drink of, te- well, that was the go-to tequila that my dad would, would go for when he lived in New York, when he was like a young man. And uh, then we found it a couple places out here and now it's gone. Well, that sucks. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the gone tequila, but not forgotten. The tequila Illuminati came and snatched them up when they figured out that they weren't pouring a bunch of fucking black pepper in their shit. <laughs> That's the worst part about cheap tequila. It just tastes <sighs> like pepper. Oh, dude, it's so bad. El Jimador can go suck a dick. I yeah. hate that stuff. <laughs> there was one that I had back when I was working in L.A. A vendor had bought us a bunch of bottles of tequila. Mm. And for whatever reason, when I Googled it, they were $100 bottles of tequila. This tequila is actually very fucking good. All right. It was, um, I can't remember the word for it, but it was silver. And it was, um, it was just smooth. It was like the smoothest, smoothest liquor that I'd had in a very long time. Hey. All oh, right. Damn. So, Kokinen also asks I'm gonna get greedy with the second question would you fuck with a proper Brave Fencer Musashi sequel and by proper I mean not dog shit Samurai Legend Musashi on PS2 I would probably fuck with it but I never actually played the first one I've heard good things I just never got around to it so (laughs) I gotta give a solid maybe (laughs) I've never played it Never, never even heard of it before now. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. My bad, dude. Uh, so I just wanted to address something real quick. Uh, it came up in Kokenin's first question. But as far as like the politically charged shit and the people who were upset about it, it wasn't that we were mad that people were upset about it. It was just more surprising than anything. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I wasn't shocked. I definitely wasn't shocked to hear that people didn't want us talking about a bunch of politics for the whole episode. And that's, you know, that's fair. You're entitled to your opinion. And we're back to your regularly scheduled programming, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. we're good until something else happens. Right, yeah, which, hey, <laughs> countdown. We got missiles over Japan. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you didn't know? No. Yeah, North Korea did a missile test that flew over Japan. Oh, shit. Yeah. Holy shit. So, Trump and Abe are both like, nigga, what? So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Oh, man. Hey, the flights to Japan might be real real cheap real quick. Oh, they might be. (laughs) They always get cheap in the winter. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, For those of you who don't know, for about $500, you can fly round trip out of L.A. Yep. uh, Sometimes during the year. Yep. It's normally to what? Tokyo? Yeah, uh, it's usually to Narita, which is the airport that's like right outside of Tokyo. But it's like a 40-minute train ride into Tokyo. So it's worth it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, legit. You can also get some cheap-ass flights to Europe. Like, I was very close to hitting up Sweden last year because there's two airlines there's wow air and there's another one i forget what it is but it's kind of like a european spirit airlines where it's low quality in terms of like being on the plane and it's no frills like you have to pay for everything extra that you get but 
the tickets start at like $400 round trip. Well, if you pay another $50 each way to get extra baggage and stuff, that's still a $500 round trip to Europe. And I dare say that's worth it. Yeah, that's fuck-withable. Yep. I don't know how bad the, the planes are. It's one of those things that you have to see for yourself. But, uh... Yeah. yeah I mean... I might fuck I, with it anyway. That's something that I don't understand. I, it's like, how bad could a plane really be? Because, at least in my experience, all plane rides I've ever been on have been dog shit. Right. Unless you're getting at least business class. Yeah. It's going to be pretty uncomfortable. So... Now, I have been on some shitty-ass planes. I've flown Spirit before, which I would never recommend to anyone. Is it just, like, old or something, and it smells like cigarettes? It just feels really cheap. Like, mm-hmm. everything about it, like, the the overhead bins seem like they're going to break at any time. The seats are smaller. You know, they don't give you anything for free. You know, they, it's it's just the worst. And I hear Frontier is very similar. But I can't imagine a transcontinental flight could be at that low of a standard. Like, that just seems illegal to be that bad. (laughs) So, yeah, we might find out. I might just fuck off to Sweden for a weekend. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend a weekend. That would be be a waste. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really trying to go to fucking Ireland, dog. I wanna, I wanna go taste this famed Guinness. Yeah, people are fucking keep telling me about. Gotta get that real Guinness. Are you fucking kidding me? How it probably tastes really like decent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm sure it tastes like a, a stout does here. Right. But over there, but I don't, I don't get that. Ah, fuck it, I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. We'll see. Uh, Samurai Jack, the face ripper. Thanks us for the my brother, my brother and me recommendation. You're welcome. And then goes on to ask if we've ever messed with D&D. He says, the show got me interested in trying a campaign. Referring to Adventure Zone, which is also done by my brother, my brother, and me. Apparently, people just hosting games over Discord, and you just have to assume the dice rolls are legit. Yeah, I have started a D&D campaign, and there are a lot of online tools to make sure the dice rolls are legit. So you don't have to just take people's words for it. Because let me tell you, if someone was not checking, I would absolutely cheat in D&D. uh, Can't you get like a dice roll bot in Discord? Exactly. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of tools that you can use to actually make sure it's legit. And, yeah, I only did, I don't know, three sessions of one campaign. And it was fun. We It was just we didn't really have a place to consistently host and all of us had weird schedules, so it just kind of fell apart. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely be down with doing that again. But I've only played a little bit, and we also... Most of my close friends don't know how to DM. So that also makes things difficult. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's cool. I recommend giving it a shot if you're at all interested. All right. Yeah. Legit. Uh, voicemails. Yo, it's Dr. Dirty D calling in again for, for random bullshit. D standing for don't got time to waste on bullshit. I'm trying to make this under two minutes. So I know you guys you. went through all the reasons why black folks commit more crimes than white dudes. You guys left off the most important one. Commit more crime because they choose to do the actual crime. That's all I got to say about that one. There you go. Point number three. Oh, uh, shit. 
three. Point number two, got, just got off work. No one three jobs. Just got off work. So, yeah, uh, you guys, we, did, we don't do much talk. I know you use a Nexus 6P, and I'm assuming that Chet uses a iPhone. Doesn't matter. And, you know, what do you guys think about, you know, Android phones in general, just phone culture in general? I'm someone who constantly uses modified operating systems on my phone and flash custom ROMs and roots for various reasons and purposes. And I've owned pretty much every decent phone under the sun from, like, year 2012 to about 2014. So what do you guys think about that one? Yeah. All right. Congratulations on the show. Keep going with what you're doing, uh, you know, and good luck to you guys. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so first things first. Uh, phone culture like if you have to tag on culture to the end of a lot of things then it probably really sucks <laughs> like if you say oh uh, podcast culture Ugh. or basketball culture Ugh. or laundry fanaticism culture Ugh. or trash bin culture Dude, workout culture sucks. vegan culture Ve- yes if it, it like from standing from the outside, it probably sucks. <laughs> like uh, phone culture from the outside, I'm gonna say it probably sucks. But if it's as bad as uh, as my old coworker dumbass was, where he just would constantly try to get on his soapbox in the middle of the office and talk about how much better Apple was than Android. And if, if it's like that, then I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. But otherwise it's just like every other culture that I'm not a part of. I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. I would, I would like to clarify that I do not have an iPhone. I've never had an iPhone. I probably never will. I, they're perfectly fine as phones. I just don't see the point in paying that much more for something that, is it's streamlined in its own way but it's also limited like the phone i had before this i had rooted and now i'm gonna get a new one pretty shortly that's generally better than most iphones so yeah i don't see the need for apple products that's just where i stand on it yeah that's fair Ah, i don't know you just i whenever whenever somebody says something culture it just sends up red flags anime culture Ugh. Ugh. there's a there's like i don't know and like unfairly grouping a bunch of people in together yeah. or do they mean when they say culture like the result of all the people being paired up and like the things that culminate i'm not a, i'm i'm not a sociologist so i've I think that's a better way of explaining it. Yeah, I can accept that. Yeah, I don't know. We're just going to gloss on past the... I wanted to. (laughs) I wanted to, dog. Because, like, this is... I don't think he's the type of person who is going to buy into, like, the thing that I would say in response to it. You know what I mean? Like, my response to it is, like, I mean... Do you really have a choice? Like, if you can't get a job because you don't have a car to drive to where the jobs are, and if you live in a food desert, and they're, like, especially if you live in a food desert, if there are no grocery stores around you, 
and there's only like fast food and like not healthy choices to make around you and like liquor stores and shit like that and if nothing near you is pointing towards a way for you to get out legitimately like how do you know what you don't know right yep. like if you if the only thing you know is crime in your neighborhood and you know that as a good way to make money then why and there's been a general generational this has been a thing for generations like it's rooted in your culture your dad's from the hood your grandfather's from the hood everybody in your family's from the hood all of them are doing some form of crime except for little Susie from down the block who got out you know that's it that's the one that made it but then you also have one of the things that really annoys me about a lot of crime statistics is that they use arrest rate conviction rate etc well when you're getting profiled you're more likely to be caught yes. and when you're getting profiled you're more likely to be sentenced yes so at what point wh- at what point can you even trust these statistics like it, it's basically impossible of course they're getting arrested more because they're like they use these statistics to back up their profiling yeah they yeah. use their profiling to back up their profiling. It's like, a, what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> it's a weird cyclical system because it's, they, they of course, uh, initially when it was going on, it was motivated by racism, I'm right. sure, where they would send cops to black neighborhoods just to fuck with people right. or to arrest them or whatever. So that starts like what? Maybe in the 30s or 40s. Probably even and before then, then. Even before then, more than likely. And it just moves on to this era. And then they start keeping stats. And what do the stats say? Oh, black people are more dangerous than white people. So we better act on that. So yep. they start over-policing those neighborhoods. Not like, okay, some fucking 10-year-old runs out of a store with a bag of chips because he doesn't have the money. To be able to afford it. Yeah. And And then next thing you know, cops show up, arrest little Johansson or whatever the fuck (laughs) his name is, and they ship him off. And then, of course, there's also like the weird problem where a lot of black youths were charged as adults for certain crimes. Yeah. Black children, ethnic children are more likely to be charged as adults. They're more likely to get longer sentences. Black adults are more likely to get longer sentences. Like you can take perfectly comparable crimes and poor people and ethnic people are on record being fucked by the system. Yes. Like yes. if, if you're poor and you get a drug charge, you're getting a drug charge. If you're rich and you're going to get a drug charge, you go to rehab. You're fine. Or you just get a good lawyer and just, yeah, you're yeah, fine in the yeah, first place. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like, I don't like to kind of acknowledge that kind of stuff, especially D not to make any assumptions about you, but it doesn't necessarily seem like you've done a whole lot of research into it. Like, you seem like you're probably leaning on the side of the people that I'm constantly railing. <laughs> yeah. So, it's it's kind of a situation where I could provide you with a shitload of evidence, but I have a feeling, and this could be completely unfair of me, and let me know if it is, that you'll just take the evidence out of context, and you'll use it to justify some other wacky opinion that you have. I mean, yes, technically speaking, these people are choosing to to 
commit crimes. Right. But do do they really have a choice? Like do that's and like this is the weird philosophical argument that you get into with people where some people believe that agency is an actual thing, but I believe that agency comes with knowledge and if you don't have the knowledge, then how the fuck are you supposed to do anything? Like if you didn't know how to feed yourself, like let's say for instance, somebody dropped you off in the middle of a forest, would you be able to feed yourself to get out of the forest? Like, would you be able to know what side of the tree the moss grows on so you'd be able to know which way to go north? Would you you be able to follow the stream or the river or whatever to its natural end and figure out, like, okay, so normally there are towns built next to streams or near streams, so I'm probably safest walking down this stream? Or would you know how to build, like, a bow and arrow from the foliage and the shit around you to be able to, like, go spearfishing or whatever? Or, nah, it's not spearfishing. But you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And that's that's a large portion of what's going on in underserved areas in America. And that's a great way to put it. It's underserved. Like when you have bad neighborhoods, those bad neighborhoods have bad schools. When you have bad schools, you have bad graduates and like or people who just don't graduate. Yeah, that too. Like it's it's a really fucked up cycle that I mean, I kind of explained how it came about, but the only way to stop it is to aggressively fund those areas. And no one wants to do that because you're not going to get any, there's no instant gratification with that. It's going to take decades to even see any difference. Yep. So, you know, it's one of them shit happens kind of things that a lot of people don't even want to acknowledge because they're not in it. They don't have to see it. Yeah. That's that's the worst part by far. People just who aren't confronted with it just don't give a fuck about it. But in reality, those are issues that affect most of America because let's say for instance like abortions, right? People get abortions for reasons. And if you don't allow people to get abortions, those kids are being born to, let's say, a single mother who can't take care of her child because you know why? Let's say let's say even hypothetically uh, she's she's a young woman at the age of 16 or whatever. She's still in high school. And she hasn't even had the opportunity to get her life together. Yeah. Right? So she's got no money saved because she just turned 16. And in a lot of states, that's when you first can start working. And let's say, for instance, she's got a single mother. Right. So who the fuck is going to take care of that baby? So that baby grows up in that system. The mother has to drop out of high school. So she's got a sub-high school education. And then she's got to go out into the job market and hopefully try to find a job. So her and her mother can take care of this baby together with their dual incomes. Yep. And And of course, the same people who fight against abortion rights and, uh, you know, better education funding are the same people that say, okay, well, why don't you get yourself some training? Well, I'm too busy taking care of this kid that I couldn't get an abortion for while I was going to my subpar schooling to get any sort of education. So, yeah, I'm stuck here working minimum wage. 
Yes. The fuck do you want from me? And you know what happens when that kid grows up? That kid grows up in that same, those same circumstances, goes to high school, decides to drop out because that school is underfunded and he's not getting the attention he needs. So he feels stupid. He or she feels stupid when they go to school because they don't understand the coursework. And then once you feel stupid, you've lost the kid forever. Yep. Like there's, it's really hard to bring kids back that aren't engaged in the work because they don't understand it. And if you've got a classroom full of 40 kids and a teacher who doesn't give a fuck, then what the fuck are you going to do? Or it's, it could even be a teacher who doesn't have the resources to get for the kids. It, it could be a teacher who doesn't have enough textbooks in the room for yeah. all the kids. And you've got this one kid who decides, fuck it. I'm dropping out. I'm stealing a car. I'm going to go to the nice part of town and then I'm going to go rob somebody. Those problems, it, those problems feed into each other. All of it feeds into each other. And it, it's, you should, you should do some reading, do some reading because, and I don't mean the sources of whatever that Sargon of Akkad provides you because I know for a fact that's who you listen to. This is, I mean, actually go read studies, go read the, about the effects of underserved areas, go read about what happens when they shut down planned parenthoods. Although the company as a whole isn't necessarily the best, something else could come and take its place if it were government funded, but they need government funding because they provide a lot of services to people for free. And it's important that those services exist, such as the ability to get an abortion, period. And if you really want 100% facts, 100% no bias on your sources, just look at court documents, look at government studies. Because these are done, they're usually bipartisan, they're usually like, sometimes it's even just documents in Congress of like transcripts of when they pass these bills and they can project what happens, what has happened. You can look at some of the stuff that has come through in the US's history, but no one likes to talk about this stuff and it's boring and it takes a while. So I won't fault you if you don't go to those sources, but if you want straight cold hard facts, it's a great way to do it. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Nope. Denzel. Chat. This is Drunk Tom. <laughs> Sounds like it. Hello, Drunk Tom. So, everybody asks Denzel questions. Don't nobody ask Chat questions. That's, that's less true these Chad, days. I know this much. You've got beautiful, luxurious locks. Thank you. And you kind of look like Drake. <laughs> Drink with good what hair. What I want to know is what drunk Tom wants to know. How'd you meet Nikki? How the fuck that happened? Jeez. Did he say how'd you meet Nikki? Yeah. Okay. That's actually a really easy one. We went to the same anime conventions and kind of ro- rolled with the same crowd. So we, I had known her for a bit. Like we knew who each other were just because we rolled with the same crowd. But it wasn't until uh, 2014 that I noticed she was a real cutie, and then I just started hitting her up, and then uh, then I took her from her man because he wasn't shit and I was. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, she, uh, yeah. As as far as meeting each other it was basically the same way Denzel and I met each other, just 
friends of friends who were interested in the same stuff. Yep. What up, nerds? This EDH player from last week or the week before that. I'm calling because I have a rage. More specifically, a nerd rage that I love to share with you. Since Commander 2017 has released, everyone is excited for it. I'm looking forward to buy it. And I looked at Amazon. I went to Amazon to see if I can order it online. Every single one is ordered at the very least $10 above MSRP. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking serious? The, ga- the product isn't even released for a full week yet, and now you're price gouging? What a bunch of pieces of shit. Because, you know, let's say hypothetically a new player who wants to play EDA can't do it because now he'll have to pay over $35 just to, get one, just to play with one fucking deck. That does not include a deck box plus sleeve, so pretty much you have to spend over $50, probably the same price of a video game, just to try something out. Great job, guys. Great, just great job, Wizards of Coast, and great job, card distribution system. Thank God my local car store actually sold them at MSRP, or I would probably not spend a single dime on these fucking commander sets. Oh, man. Nerd, nerd, I'm sick. Anyway, take care, guys. What game was he talking about? Oh, uh, he was talking about Magic. They released some new sets for Commander, which is the official term for EDH, which is what he asked about last week. But yeah, they released some new sets for that and local stores were sold out and online were price gouging within the first week. And it was ridiculous. And I did run into that myself. I ended up just buying the four sets, which is the most cost effective way to do it. But that was largely because the deck I was most interested in was the dragon deck. And that one was the one going for the most. I think MSRP for these is $40. That one was going for like 55 plus. That seems weird that people would hike up prices over MSRP online. It's, because it's rare. It's really common for magic. Oh. But just magic. And it's it's usually um like they're limited releases. And they're not even super limited releases. They're just, you know, they're not going to be in print for as long. And... Yeah, it, it gets rough sometimes. This is the worst I've seen it for Commander because it's it's meant to be a casual format. Like these cards aren't tournament legal, except for a few of them. So yeah, it's an odd phenomenon. But I mean, I guess it's a good sign that people are interested in Commander. But y'all chill with the price gouging. You know what pisses me the fuck off is when people look at anything even vaguely that has anything vaguely to do with politics and are immediately like, Ugh, why is you turning this into a political debate? It's like, even even from your last week's episode, looking at the subreddit comments, it's like, when are we going to get back to nerd shit? It's like, bitch, like, the po- politics is everything in our lives, so it can be talked about, and I don't understand why people are so averse to it. And something that I saw, else I saw on Reddit that really fucking pissed me off was it was like this post on on the gaming subreddit and it's like president donald trump has joined the terrorists it's like a screenshot from counter-strike or something and like all these people are freaking out just like why did you have to turn this subreddit into a fucking uh, a political nightmare like this shit show it's like it's like it's a funny little fucking stupid thing like you could have said president barack obama has joined the terrorists like it's, it's funny 
funny no matter what. Like, it's not really that funny, but it's nothing that gets fucking worked up over it. It's just like, everyone's just out of their minds about this shit, where they just completely flip out once it's some kind of po- politics are involved at all. And it's like, ugh, it just makes me sick. All right, peace. All right, well. Yeah, I mean, I... I... People freak out about it because I think right now is like a particularly heated time. So people don't want to start debates and, you know, then you have to, you're off to the fucking races anytime someone even mentions Trump or North Korea or whatever. But I think as a responsible American or, you know, whatever country is relevant to you, you're supposed to at least acknowledge what's happening in your country. Like, I acknowledge that the Houston is flooding the fuck out right now and I feel bad for them and I hope it's handled better than Katrina. Thus far it has been marginally better. But uh Yeah, I mean you don't have to contribute to the discussion, but don't close your ears and just la 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 anytime someone brings up politics. Well, to be fair, you can if you don't want to hear it. It was it's something like what you had mentioned last week where people are just fatigued. Yeah. People just don't want to hear it anymore. And that's fair because, like, I was thinking about it in between that last set of comments th- that we had about politics and now. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Like, I get it. I get it. You're looking for an escape. Sure. Like, you know you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't want to hear about it because, of course... Of course, everybody's talking about this. I've had instances like that, mainly revolving around sporting events. It's just like, I don't want to hear about this period. But yeah, it's, I mean, I would feel like we would be being disingenuous if we didn't talk about politics at least like what how many times have we done it so far on the show like twice three Uh, times. I mean like made like whole whole affairs about it. Yeah, I would say three times tops. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, like I can understand where people are coming from. Like I can, but yeah, I I get it. But I feel like people whine too much about other people talking about politics. Okay. I can see that point of view as well. I don't necessarily. And here's the thing. I don't agree. I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't agree at all. (laughs) But like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I I can easily see where you're coming from, and this is another part about being jaded. Yeah, I I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah I get it. Okay. And it's not like I'm incapable of understanding where a lot of people are coming from about things, but it's just like, no, I get it. Yeah, you're entitled I mean, to your opinions, and that's that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? You know what really pissed me off when like that time period when like dubstep like Skrillex music was the mainstream shit was that you go into like a motherfucking cheesecake factory or something <laughs> and it's like this shit is just blaring in your ear like <laughs> 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 I'm supposed to like relax to this horse shit it's like I know it's like oh older generations are better like everyone says that horse shit but it's like it really was cause like the music that was popular in like the 60s and the 70s and shit, it's like, you could party to it, but you could also relax. Like, this shit nowadays is like, I don't know if there's something wrong with my ears or something, but it's just fucking high, like, it's just tense and fucking agitating. And you can't fucking hang out with it. So I, I don't understand, 
don't know. It's just, I fucking hate it. All right, peace. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like playing inappropriate music at inappropriate in inappropriate playing inappropriate music at inappropriate times is really fucking strenuous. Yeah, especially like when you're trying to have a conversation, and you'll notice that more aggressive music playing will make whatever going whatever's going on more aggressive. Yeah, I definitely drive much more recklessly when I've got metal on. Yeah, when it comes to like relaxing music you really do have to go out of your way to find it now like you can still every once in a while get some pop hit that's you know kind of just nice background music like as much as i hate to say this like maroon 5 actually has some decent stuff for that but then you're listening to maroon 5 and now you got different problems yeah there's there are a lot of chill songs that i listen to yeah but you have to go out of your way for it you're not just going to hear it on the radio definitely not it's whatever whatever makes the girls scream Mm -hmm. Ah, (laughs) no no fuck just way to ruin it, Chet. Yo. Fuck. Enjoy that image. All right. Well, anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. We've got some hot content coming up on the Patreon. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've got our fourth power hour featuring Nikki. Yeah. And we've got a Death Note commentary track. A full live director's movie. commentary track. The entire fucking movie. Also, this was after the power hour, so we were drunk. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like it's pretty coherent, at least yeah. for you and I. Yeah, there wasn't too much. Oh, yeah, Nikki had it. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Nikki only makes it partially through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Oh, I still have to put up the outtakes I haven't forgotten. All right. Uh, it's just that I need more material to put in it. Otherwise, it's just going to be real fucking weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to be more present on the Patreon. Uh, something that I haven't been doing super well. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can follow the show on Twitter at x real nerd hours you can follow me on twitter at that denzel you can follow chet on twitter at bushido brown sd excellent you can like the show on facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast uh you can support the show on patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours thanks again everybody for listening and we'll see you next thursday y'all have a good night